when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing kiss dealing wheeling dealing limousine like jet flying son of a gun and I'm having a hard time Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to a special edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends, I go by Adrian. Of course, this is a special edition of the show because you know the Walker AC Experience pops in whenever you least expect it because weekly we do the Out of Context podcast featuring myself and Asha Majestic. But of course, before we get started, of course, I'd like to say thank you to Podbean.com for taking my $14.99, giving me the opportunity to do this show and to entertain. Now, for me, this is a very special episode for me because it's a time in your life where you go years. You have a family where you do things on your own and just life passes you by. And you get reacquainted with people just out of the blue. Very, very serendipitous $5 word. And that uh, puts life into perspective. So the past couple of months, various people have been coming into my life that I haven't spoken to in years. Seven years, 10 years, 13 years. And But this particular person um, never really left my life because we were on Facebook here and there, you know, chatty back and forth. And uh, we met back in 2001. And now he does a podcast called Cereal and Beer. It's a wonderful podcast. I pimped it out last time. I'll pimp it out again. It, this is a show I highly recommend uh, listening to. It's on Podomatic. Download the free app on your phone. Give it a shot. It's a show that comes out once a month. And without further ado, he's a very, very good friend of mine. And uh, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm like a little girl with a shiny new vibrator. His name is Kevin Yu. Kevin, welcome to the show. How are you? Salutations, my man. Salutations to everyone. It is man. great to have you on. And for those of you who do not know who Kevin Yu is, which is the vast majority, because you guys don't know who I am either, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Oh, where to begin? Let's talk about... I guess, me as a human being. All right, so um, by profession, I'm a speech language pathologist. Nobody knows what that, that is until you need it. I, you know, help people with communication disorders across the age range. I am an activist for people with disabilities. As a person who is disabled themselves, I recognize the need to help others. Um, I like Latin dance, short walks on the beach because it's too hot. And, um, does dragons and just try and get to know people who are different from me. Cool. Very nice. And forgive me, I'm going to jump around a bit because this podcast just came kind of spur of the moment and I'm going to pull back, you know, the curtain here a little bit. You and I have been friends since 2001 and correct me if I'm wrong because my memory is kind of foggy a little bit. I believe we met in 2001, 2002 in the Florida Mall. What's your memories of that? Oh my, being professional mall rats. Well, you see, <laughs> <laughs> my family used to run little uh, food service kiosks and dealing with a riffraff and giving them too much caffeine or 
drinks or just doing all the general nonsense. And then, you know, I just wanted somebody cool to talk to. I saw I stopped by um, the um, movie store back in the day, back in the day of DVDs. Kids, if you don't know what it is, ask your, old, ask your local millennial. And so, <laughs> we had a grand old time just, you know, having our own version of all rats, just dealing with people and just chatting it up. And just, um, you know, we were hanging out, watching wrestling and just, you know, finding friends. It was a really great time. Yes, it was. I mean, we met in Florida Mall, the largest mall in Florida. And it was perpetually busy. And you and your family ran your kiosk. And I worked in a Saturday matinee. And you would come in just a couple of times because I was a huge wrestling fan. And you kind of was a huge wrestling fan, too. So instantly clicking. And... <laughs> You know, it became the dawn of a friendship right there because we would share all these wrestling terminologies. And it wasn't until way later where you and I would hang out and just watch wrestling, you know, at friends' house and stuff like that. And it was interesting in a big, bad, scary mall with all these people and everything going on, how busy it was. You know, you and I maintained our friendship after all these years. And so just give us give us a backstory about how your family, you know, you know, started up that uh, started up the kiosk. Certainly, for you see, um, we moved down to Florida um, from Massachusetts because at the time I uh, got into the University of Florida for undergrad, and so I we all moved down, and my parents wanted to start going on their own venture, so like a good little stereotype with the crew service. So, like, you know, I took a semester off from school because I didn't know what I was doing. So I was you know, mainly working with my family and just that's, you know, what happened during undergrad. And so that was really cool because at the time working in a Florida mall, I was in my, what, like early 20s, had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, I really tried not to steal bananas off your cart. And I remember... Uh, <laughs> What it was, was some teens stole bananas off your cart and you like stalked them throughout the mall. That was tremendous, giving them the evil eye. I remember that. I remember that happening. <laughs> yes, those wrestly teens. <laughs> yeah, so near duels decided to take our bananas. So my brothers and I, we decided to, for, we decided to get vigilante justice. <laughs> so we just chased them into like one of those service corridors and just went out the mall and like, good, justice served. Check. <laughs> now, <laughs> If I remember, what I was in my early twenties. You were you were around. What were your age around that time? Oh man, I was probably like either nineteen or twenty, just getting into my twenties. Yeah, it was you know, it was wild. Like to think, oh man, back in those days when we were wearing Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the cell phone. The, the cell phone was still kind of new back then. Yes, yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's right. I just. It just sounds like, you know, I'm going on time machine talking about beepers and DVDs and, you know, like dial-up modems. <laughs> AOL. Yes, it was great. Uh, that's right. <laughs> now, we won't, we won't bore our listeners about those particular times back then, but the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because you touched on a topic of, of friendship and how friendship really, really means a lot you know, more so than ever as we get older, because I've said so many times during my past shows, as our uh, life gets shorter, our memories get longer. 
And, you know, when certain people come back into our lives, it really made a difference. You know, you, we, we tend to cherish those people. And I never thought for the longest time, you know, that you and I would be having a conversation. Yes, you know, we're friends on Facebook, but once again, you know, how often do you really interact with people on your Facebook? You just add them on, you say a couple sentences, and you kind of go on with your life. Um, you know, I know we spoke a little bit earlier, kind of off off uh, camera, about how our lives have changed. So, is it okay to ask you to rehash, you know, how how your life has been versus when we knew each other in the two thousands to now? Is that okay to ask that question again? Absolutely. So um, after we met, I decided to go teaching overseas in Japan for a couple of years. I did it in Japan and in Korea. And like, you know, I came back to, um, I came back to Florida for a while and I just really didn't know what to do with my life for a bit. Just like most young or just maybe 20 year olds. And so um, I decided to go to grad school. And so I went to New Carolina, go Tar Heels, to uh, study speech pathology. And then I also, you know, moved back, I moved to California and then, you know, came back to Florida and then I was gonna start my own business, but then pandemic. And then I also moved back to California, I worked well. Um, I met a girlfriend, moved to Texas, bought her back to California, and now I'm back in Texas. And so it's been a crazy ride. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, and also, you know, about 14 years ago, I became disabled. So I lost a lot of my vision. And just through that, it changes your perspective and to add on to what you're saying it teaches you what's important in life and what you values you and i think friendship bonds really just knowing there's people out there that got your back that you know want the best for you and you know especially as adults carve out that time for you for that meaningful fostering of a relationship it means the world yeah and i agree with you 100 percent and uh just out of my pure curiosity and always preface it by saying, you know, without offending, with no disrespect whatsoever, with your ailment now, is that hereditary or that's just something that's just in, in, in your genes or how, do, how does that work? Sure. I, um, I actually had my DNA sequence by my cousin. So we spotted the um, X-linked chromosome that was mutated. And yes, I'm a mutant now. Not a X-Men. So, yeah, and then, like, I was born with that. So I had um, a lot of symptoms of retinitis pigmentosa. And then while I was teaching overseas, I had a onset of glaucoma and cataracts. I got the cataract surgery, along with 15 minutes of each, of you know, of my life for each eye. But the glaucoma is still there. And so it's really rare to have both RP and glaucoma. You know, I'm living my life, you know, as a, you know, quite remarkably differently now. But just, you know, things, everybody's got their struggle, and I'd rather use my struggles to connect me to people rather than let separate me from people. I mean, are you still teaching uh, speech therapy, or I know you mentioned you're doing another job. So, I mean, do you still have that particular passion in your back pocket, or have you uh, stopped doing that totally? Uh, I'm still doing it. It's a high burnout profession, and I'm still trying to do it. I'm also trying to create change in it to um, help those that are trying to get a profession or in profession, you know, gain the accessibility, rights, and dignity that we deserve as people. 
And so, but I'm also trying to diversify to think about what else can I do with my life that, you know, can fulfill me, you know, not only monetarily, but as just as a person. Now, in saying with that, now, once again, I mean, I see people as people. I see Kevin as Kevin, you know, an awesome fruit booty wrestling reference, folks. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but, uh, now, once again, I don't want to feign ignorance and have people mad at me, but you're Korean or Asian? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Chinese-American. You know, like, shout out to all my POs, BIPOCs over there. And just, you know, it's... And that's, you know, growing up, I was pretty isolated in a very small town with, you know, overt and covert racism. But that just really encouraged me to reach out to people that are quite different from me in an effort to understand other people. And I, I still try to do that. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously I won't make it a race thing, but I was just kind of curious because I didn't want to come across by saying, oh, my Asian friend Kevin. No, he's not Asian. He's just Kevin. You know, but I was trying to, I'm just trying How to paint. people? <laughs> I'm just trying to paint the mint. I'm just trying to uh, paint the picture for the audience, you know, to pretty much describe what you look like, you know. Right. And so, like I said, I don't want to say Asian or any stuff like that, but you know, it's just pretty much right. painting the picture of, of what Kevin is, because Kevin's Kevin. And like I said, I've been entertained by you, you know, for the short period that we've known each other, and the fact that we've hung out. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm gonna keep it a little bit light because I know some of my listeners are going, you called him a fruit booty. That's dare, how dare you? We're going to cancel you. So would you, would you please inform the people of what the origins of fruit booty is? Please, I'm curious. Oh, it would be my pleasure. Okay, so this is a professional wrestling per, um, reference. Wrestling if you're nasty or Southern. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a tag team called Harlem Heat, comprised of Booker T and Stevie Ray. And so they had a lot of colorful language. And like, if you go on YouTube and look at their videos, you'll see, wow, their whole gimmick was quite problematic. There's also an extremely funny video of um, Booker T um, making an inappropriate remark about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's hilarious. Oh, yes. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> and so Stevie Ray would, you know, denigrate his supposed by called the fruit booty. And so <laughs> that was like one of our little it jokes for the day. Yes. I mean, people thought we were kind of, uh, you know, special because we call each other fruit booty all the time. And we just laughed about it. I mean, I mean, little kids. And, uh. I'm just surprised that I remembered that term after, what, 20 years? Yeah. So, uh, but other than, other than that, we're going to go back to the, go back to the, you know, go back to the current status here about life and not relish in the past too much. But, uh, <laughs> so we're going to bounce around a bit because once again, I apologize to my listeners. You know, Kevin is an old friend of mine. I, 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 uh, I have very few friends in this world. You know, the ones that I do call friend, I, you know, I mean with the utmost uh, respect and passion. So, Kevin, I do consider you a friend, and I really do enjoy getting in contact with you again. Now, before we bounce back and forth and make each other laugh some more, which totally throws off the podcast, uh, tell us how Cereal and Beer started. 
Okay, so Serial Bear started as a project to my good friend Jeff and I. Um, so we taught in the uh, JET program together in Japan, teaching English. And so we wanted a fun way to keep in contact with each other. And so we established a podcast. So it's basically us trying to make each other laugh by talking about, you know, current events, entertainment, and our thoughts about the world from the perspective as Asian Americans. And so we've been doing this for over 10 years now. And it's been such a, a great way to just keep each other entertained and keep in contact. Is there any is any other different subject matter, or you know, or or, or just that in general? Because um, I know most of the shows um, I do, the Out of Context podcast, is just a hodgepodge of just every anything and everything. And the Walker AC experience um, is just mainly positive affirmations, you know, um, to have people unplug their brain for a little bit and just you know have a good time with life and focus on the good. Um, you've been doing it for a year. Um, how is that manifested to this day? I mean, is it on multiple platforms? I mean, or is it just a small passion project uh, for you guys? I like to think it's kind of a passion project. We do for mainly purpose, like private reasons, just to, you know, talk to each other and really kind of express ourselves and put it out there into the world. And because I feel like to me, I love podcasts because podcasts just makes it feel like, you know, you're hanging out with your friends. That's what it, a good podcast should do, in my opinion. And so, um, it's more about just talking about issues of the day, you know, like, uh, especially like issues that kind of pertain to Asian Americans. Like, sometimes it's nice to get a perspective of, like, what's happening in America through, you know, a, a Japanese lens, or what's going on over there, or just like the fun things that we find in our lives, or just the issues that impact our day, you know. We, like we would talk about what happened during lockdown or just you know like or you know recent events like what happened in california during lunar new year and so it's you know the point is really is just to entertain each other hey that's pretty much the crux of my show not very entertaining but it is the crux of my show um so just a little bit like a little uh, a little appetizer because i'm gonna plug your show heavily because it is freaking amazing um how did you handle lockdown? I mean, what, what, did, what did you do? I mean, how did you just you know, keep yourself sane during, during that whole wacky period? Uh, lockdown. So I was in the uh, desert area of California at the time and just, um, I do telehealth work. And so I was working the whole time. And so at the beginning, I'm like, oh, oh, oh um, should I go buy a bunker now? Stop <laughs> up on ammo? <laughs> and so it was just uh, the wild, like, it was just really kind of boring and you know being like in a desert town and just understanding that you're just you're there and like i didn't know many people i just i think you're very very few friends and just like okay gotta go to work i'm done with work i better go watch bojack horseman i better go eat a california burrito (laughs) it wasn't too hard thank you thanks to the internet and like you know just little things to entertain myself i mean man mainly just worked yeah, I pretty much did the same thing. I mean, uh, I purchased a game system for my son just on a whim. Something told me to go buy a Nintendo Switch. I did. Two days later, you know, the whole world shut down and everybody bought up every single game system known to mankind. While I'm in my house with my son just having a good old time playing games. And once again, being very lucky and being very blessed that my job was essential. So I had a job on top of, you know, being paid by the government and, you know, and uh, just sitting in my home. So I survived that, and 
I kept making more podcasts on top of that. And luckily, people still listen to all this fun stuff. Um, where, I mean, where are you guys broadcasting? Mean, are you guys on multiple platforms or just, you know, or just on a Podomatic? Uh, we're on Podomatic, we're on Spotify, I think possible Apple Music Store. It's kind of there. Like, Pod, Podomatic is our home because it's free because we're, we're cheap. And so, <laughs> you can find us, you know, usually those little things and on our Facebook pages, we usually post there, first and foremost, you know. Nice. Now, of course, this is a dumb question, and I know some of my listeners are going to want to know, <laughs> why cereal and beer? Because of the time difference. Because if one, one of us is eating breakfast, the other person's eating dinner. It's not like we get drunk or, you know, it's, I mean, that'd be kind of an interesting episode. But <laughs> it's just reverse the time difference, you know, it would be, you know, overseas and me being in America. Yes. Yes, indeed. We are here in America. Uh, so, so as we keep going on about, about your podcast, because I want people to check this out in the worst way, um, you do it once a month. Is, I mean, I mean, is that just, you know, is that just how life works or are you guys looking to do it more, looking to branch out? I mean, what is, what is the future of a cereal and beer? We usually keep it once a month. That way we build up things to talk about. And he's more like, so, uh, how's that, uh, how's that train over there? The same. How's that, uh, heat over there? The same. So, you know, try to keep things going, just pay attention to what's going on. Be like, look, we're going to go talk about Colgate Bear now. Oh, wow. Well, granted, haven't seen, haven't seen the movie, but I pretty much get the gist of it, but, but, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it's really it's really entertaining, you know, to you know to, to catch up with you and, and to actually uh, stumble upon another fellow podcaster that's probably way more famous than me, which is really nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> you know, so you know, so you can see why I wanted to jump on this as quickly as possible, because you know this is this is good material and it, it gives me another uh, another avenue to talk to a fellow podcaster about. Um, and just a few more questions about the podcasting, then we'll go back to our goofy selves because we still have so much to catch up on, on here and also away from the microphone because most of the things away from the microphone people won't even get. Most of the references won't even get, and I highly doubt people want to hear us giggle. You know, as, as, we, as we tell stories of a uh, past past tales and everything from Saturday matinee to walking around the Florida mall avoiding people and yeah, just silliness like that. Um, with everything going on in your life right now i'll ask you a very blanket kind of question because my show is about positive affirmations and about making um the most out of a grim situation um the past couple of years of your life what are you most grateful for now and what do you see yourself doing outside of the podcast realm i mean where does kevin you go from here well, I am grateful for the support system I have in my life. I'm extremely lucky to have a good supportive family, a, a loving partner, like great friends, and just even just just the kindness of strangers. I, I, I know I'm lucky, and I need to keep that in my head. Like, gratitude is, is the way forward. It's the way out of, you know, like... This is my way of dealing with mental health issues. 
is like you keep your mindset on it and then you can endure life's hardships um and so we you know it's always good to think about what makes you lucky in life because otherwise it's too easy to drown in the negative you know i, I need so it's, it's an effort but i always know it's, it's worth the effort to get into that mindset you know it makes a big difference um as for the future I want to keep fighting for the the rights and dignity of people with disabilities. I feel like disability is just an eventuality for all human beings. It's a matter of time where you get a disabled condition, and that you deserve the love, respect, and opportunities that any other human being in this world should receive. Like, I I, I just watched the uh, Mr. Rogers uh, documentary yesterday, and it just reminded me of how important it is to have compassion for people. And that everybody has value just because they're they're a human being, and and um, and so I just want to keep that in my work. I want to you know, I like fitness. I want to you know possibly teach Pilates. You know, I I want to make myself comfortable. I want to give back to the people that I love in my life, and just you know not only make my life about myself because you know even with a disability, you I still have so much to offer the world. Because you know, I know I'm lucky in life, and I'm, and you know, I continue to be, and I need to keep giving that to other people. Because you never know whose life you can change by a simple act of kindness. And I agree with you 100. Um, percent I've said it so many times. Um, you make the most of what you have, because you never know when it's your time. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like you never know when you when you go to sleep you won't wake up i know i know it sounds macabre and everything um but i just try to be grateful for every single day because like you said you, you never know what kind of impact you have on somebody's life whether it be you hold the door open for them you smile at them or you just ask a simple how's your day you know you never know what the other person's going through and as much as we're not mind readers or we shouldn't know what goes on in people's lives just simple things affect us and just like, you know, you've affected my life back then to a point where I remember about Fruit Booty, you know, or I remember, you know, the fact that you and I went to go watch you know, TNA Impact Wrestling together or, you know, just the most silliest things that we did in the Florida Mall that I should have been fired for. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, I can honestly say, you know, you, Kevin, my friend, you made a great impact on my life. So much so, the fact that once again, I remember everything, you know, and yeah. I'm just excited <laughs> to have this conversation, not to pimp you out on my show or anything, but, you know, just, you know, like just, just to catch up with everything. Absolutely. It's, it's like that Maya Angelou quote, you know, people may forget what you say to them, but they'll remember how you made them feel. I really believe in that. And just, you know, that's what I want. I want to leave a legacy where like I've had positively the people's lives and I mean this is why I think the Golden Girls theme song is so good (laughs) (laughs) you would make an old friend of mine happy because she loves the Golden Girls whereas I can't stand it but I see the message in the song and you know it you know it uh rings it it rings really true but uh, I didn't I mean I didn't mean to interrupt your thought but please you know please continue no, I mean that's maybe that's the gist of it, man. It's just, it just, it, I think I read somewhere that you know in America, the loneliest per- person tends to be um, the adult male, 
because like we're not trained to uh, to be social like that and like even yesterday i was talking to my partner about like how to love someone and be loved you have to be vulnerable and how scary that is especially as a man to let your guard down and open your heart it takes so much effort and you know inconsistent effort because you know especially like when you're a, a man of a certain age you're probably taught all your life to you know you know don't don't have that poker face you know but i can't and as i get older i think it's okay not to to have that poker face on you know yeah i mean and, you know oh go, go ahead please i'm sorry to interrupt go ahead oh, oh, oh sorry but like it's about you know what you're willing to put into things you know like being really just you know putting your heart out there like um you know maybe two years ago like i can't like my resolution was like okay i really need to stop reacting with with judgment and reacting with compassion and just like really trying to put aside you know the negativity that could live inside me and just you know knowing that people are still people you know nobody like people you think that may not be worth the effort you're still a human being and it's such a hard thing to keep in mind but i think it'll just it 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 eases you and like because about how you see them how you want to be seen by people yes exactly it's it's really hard um to show that soft side it's really really difficult because it is frowned upon and as men we have to maintain a certain standard um, a certain way of keeping our emotions in check because a very emotional man is a very dangerous man, especially, you know, one that reacts upon emotion rather than logic. And that's a very, very touchy thing to, you know, to really have that balance. And as we get older, you know, we let our guard down more and more, especially, you know, just like you said, around our loved ones. Because in the end, you know, that, you know that's all we got. So I definitely agree with you 100% on that one, you know, because... You know, we're not getting any younger, you and I, and, uh, you know, we are going to be those old men screaming at clouds eventually. <laughs> well, have that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Um, so, to, so, to put, so to put a capper on the show, um, I always hand it over to my guests to say whatever they feel. Because once again, this is a positive show and this is about being uplifting. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is very easy to talk about the, the bad things. It's easy to focus on bad news. It's easy to look outside your door and see something wrong. It's more difficult to look at good news, you know, rather than, you know, firefighter save a cat in a tree. It's much more than that. It's more difficult to find good news and focus on good news. So that's what this show is about. We focus on the good, positive things with a dash of sarcasm, a little bit of humor, a little bit of silliness on it. So I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend, to have any last thoughts, anything you wish to share. The floor is all yours. Thank you so much. Um, so um, one time I was teaching in Korea, and that was before I was in acceptance of my disability. And... Um, I was fired because we're not disclosing. There's nothing I could do about it. And so I had to tell all my students in that school what happened. I wanted to strip my, my mouth. I told them, you know, make helping people part of your life and you'll be happy. And I wanted to, they, 
to really embrace that myself. I need to lead by example. And that um, I hope that everybody out there can take that advice too. Because, you know, we, we all, you know, honestly, we just got each other in this world. Everything's temp temporal, everything's ephemeral. And that you're going to benefit from your help. You know, no matter your, you know, your demographic, people can benefit from you. And that, you know, the love you give will come back to you. It may not seem like it, but it will. And that, um, especially people that are disadvantaged, you know, you have the power, you know, in, in both grand and, and little ways to help them, to really make this place an equitable and, and just place. This world needs it. And by your, your daily actions, even your thoughts and attitude, you contribute to the good of this world that the world desperately needs and, and deserves. And, you know, it's, you know, please take upon that, that kind of responsibility because, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. I heard that somewhere before. I think my, uh, my, my, my Aunt May told me that before at one point in time. But, uh... <laughs> It was weird, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, Uncle Ben took me to the store one day. But no, I'm sorry. Hold, hold another story. We'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> you, you, yeah, like you millennials won't get that. Um, I've had, I've, I've, I've had a tremendous time talking with you. And of course, after we end the show, we're going to talk a little more off mic, of course, because we still have more catching up to do. Um, this is the basis of the show: is just to um, reinforce the power of friendship. My mom always told me that you can count your friends on one hand. And for the longest time, I never believed her because I never understood. You know, I always make the joke to her. I'm like, hey, I could take off my socks and shoes. I have friends on my toes. You know, but uh, at this ripe old age, you know, there are very few people in this world that I can consider friend. And Kevin, you, I consider you a friend. And I'm tickled pink that, uh, you know, there was, I was speaking again after all these years. So we have a whole lot more catching up to do. As life goes on, but even if life gets in the way, we still pick up that phone and, ha and pick up where we left off at. Um, so this has been the Walker AC experience. I've been Adrian. You've been my friends, my family, my loved ones, even people who hate me. You still listen to my show, Nanny Nanny Boo Boo. Um, and if people want to reach out to you, Kevin, and have any questions about what you do or need any advice, about disabilities, or just want to get to know you as a person, um, how can they find you? Absolutely. So, um, probably easiest would be on Facebook, Kevin Yu. Um, you'll see me with a uh, picture of me uh, where I threw an axe into a, into a target. I got a bullseye. Hooray! That's my profile <laughs> picture. Um, you can comment on, on Cyril Bear. So, those are probably the best ways to uh, get a hold of me. And, um, especially if you're at Allied Health, um, I have a Facebook group. Allied Health Specialists with Disabilities Alliance. That's where me and China, you know, make our, our schemes to create equity in the healthcare field. Well, awesome. Very good. And of course, um, I'm going to have a link in the description for that. And for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I'm going to have a hashtag for that. Oh my God, I can't believe I said hashtag. I'm going to have a, uh, a hashtag for that. Um, so uh, once again, uh, Kevin, my friend, thank you so much for being part of the Walker AC experience. And of course, please find his show, Serial and Beer, on the free app of Podomatic. Download Podomatic on your phone um, and uh, you know, uh, look for that. And you know, be sure you subscribe to that. Give it a like, a thumbs up, 
comment on it, everything in between. I cannot say it enough. And uh, yeah, Kevin, I appreciate you. Uh, you're awesome, and hopefully, I would love to have you back on the show again. Thank you, brother. I hope to have you on mine too. I would love to be on your show. Hopefully, I don't screw it up too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone, have yourself a good night. Treat each other well. Be kind to one another. And uh, when in doubt, call them a fruit booty. Make them laugh. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>